Basketball's favorite month is here, and you can now get almost anything you need for the watch party delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a deep bench delivered, but you can get a deep dish pizza delivered, along with wings to share. A layup? No can do. But a lager? Yes can do. Buzzer beater? No. But Brussels sprouts? Uber Eats can get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Check out all the best game day deals in our app and order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. We started our company, Girls Who Do Interiors, before we even graduated design school. And we turned to Chase for Business to build along with us. They had everything from banking to payment acceptance to credit cards all in one place. And with the Chase mobile app, our business is wherever we are. It's made for business owners who build to inspire. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Real customers compensated. Chase Mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, NM member FDIC. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost my turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Welcome back in hour number two, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us on a Friday. we got a couple of guests coming your way. Uh, Heather McDonald at 1.30 in about, uh, what, 25 minutes or so from now. And then Julie Kelly, who has been great on January 6th and more uh, in the third hour of this program. Um, I'm going to duck out in the third hour about 30 minutes early, Buck, because I'm going to go to Chicago. I know, I know. Last time you went to Chicago, Buck, you had never been, if I remember correctly. There was a shooting at the uh, at the park, right, just a few hours after you were there. In Millennium Park, two hours after we were there, yes. Uh, uh, the food was amazing. It's a beautiful city. I love it. It just has a crime problem. I'm going to a family wedding there on Saturday, so uh, I'll be up there for a couple of nights, uh, so uh, so that should be entertaining. Okay, Buck, I want to uh, circle back around on the way we finished the first hour because several of you uh, reached out and pointed out what I think is actually really important here, and I haven't seen uh, anybody make this argument and I credit, as I always do, this audience, again, 800-282-2882, also take some of your calls. A lot of intelligent people out there. It's a big audience. A lot of intelligent, creative thinkers out there. Buck, let, let's kind of go down the path here of the cocaine and why it matters. They shut down the White House because they were concerned this was anthrax, which is how we became aware that this story existed in the first place. They knew they had found a white powder They were concerned that it might be anthrax. They shut it down. If the White House, which is using its media allies to say we may never know who brought this cocaine into the White House, if they are going to make that argument, then, Buck, it raises this question. That would then mean that if someone had brought anthrax into the White House, if this had been determined to be a legitimate terror attack, that the White House wouldn't be able to uncover who brought anthrax into the White House. I don't believe that's true. But if it is true, it would mean that the most secure building that a residence in the United States is actually so insecure that someone could bring in anthrax, undertake a legitimate terror attack inside of the White House, and we would be unable to know who did it. 
So this, to me, we got a lot of people who work in the White House press corps who listen to this show. I would love to hear Corrine Jean-Pierre pressed, wait a minute, you thought this might be anthrax. Does that mean that someone could bring anthrax into the White House, institute a legit terror attack, and the Biden administration is telling us it would be impossible to figure out who that person was? That's a really good angle that deserves to be explored because I think not only one would it be awful if it were true, but it also exposes the illegitimacy of the argument and the deceitfulness of it to argue to the American public, oh, we may never know who brought this cocaine in. Do you think they will ever tell us who did it? I do not. I think the pressure should be ratcheted up to the extent that this should be significant. And let me say this. I'm wait, not wait, 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 hold on, hold yeah, on, yeah. hold on. Do yeah, you yeah. think they're actually going to tell us, though? You think we're going to find out? I think that it is. if it's Hunter, Buck, I think they could spin it. If it's Hunter, and I said as I finished off the first hour, the evidence to me actually starts to make, given it's a VIP entrance, given uh, that we know, I saw someone say on, on social media a funny analogy. They were like, this is like McDonald's saying when they had hamburgers stolen. We have no idea who might have stolen the hamburgers and like the hamburglar, you know, like sitting right out there on the, on the side of the building, you know, like, Oh, I don't know who took the hamburgers either. Um, if you have a drug addict in the White House who has consistently been using drug addicts, documenting it recklessly, I think the number one suspect of who might bring cocaine into the White House is clearly Hunter Biden. If it's Hunter, I think they might come out, Buck, and say, this is this is what addiction does. The president loves well, that's the, the playbook. Son. The yeah. president loves the son. The whole that's what they always they always say something along those lines. Whenever we find out more about the extent of Biden family corruption, which is what is so important here, they always pretend that this is about yes. some personal addiction. animus toward Hunter. I don't really care how many strippers Hunter Biden Agreed. hangs out with. You know, that's his I don't own, care how much drugs but, he does. The fact that he has a security clearance should trouble every American. You know, think about this, Buck. They are arguing right now to the American public. Donald Trump having documents, years-old documents, in his private residence under Secret Service protection in locked private areas of his club is such an American security threat that he should go to prison for the rest of his life. While they are simultaneously allowing Hunter Biden, whom we know has deep and extensive ties to the Chinese Communist Party that he has sold for millions of dollars in ill-begotten gains, who is also a drug addict who is engaged in reckless behavior uh, both in his personal and private lives, he should be able to get on Air Force One and go to Camp David and hang out with his dad and hear every single significant American security uh, uh, issue going on. And he should be able to just come in and out, gallivant through the White House whenever he wants. Yeah. And that's this not is why a the Chinese threat. give him millions of dollars. Yes. Play, right. Yes. We all right. This is why, because he's he's like the perfect vessel for influence peddling and perhaps even information transfer, Correct. which is not something in else fact, that look, anyone's really talking about. You were about. in the CIA. Can you think of a better potential asset if you were China than the drug-addled, reckless uh, son 
of the President of the United States who is so dementia-riddled that he has no idea what's going on. I can't think of any more of a security threat than Hunter Biden being allowed to hang out for all of these top-secret uh, things that are going on on a regular basis with his dad who has no idea what he's saying from one moment to the next. I mean, if you were uh, in charge of recruiting assets, Buck, can you think of a better asset? Like, if if China had the Hunter Biden equivalent, would we not want to do everything we could to get our fingers into well, Hunter Biden's world if it was China? This is why no one is no one looks at China, uh, you know, the Chinese Communist Party uh, carve out who was sending him money. I'm like, what are they doing? They're so silly. Why yeah, would right? they give Hunter? No, the problem is Hunter Biden taking the money because we all know what he's offering in response. It's not what what Burisma. This is the crazy part that everyone needs yes. to remember. That was money well spent. The Chinese Communist Party bribes to Hunter money well spent from their perspective. Oh yes, it's a, it's, it's a perfect uh, a perfect person to be compromising in that way. I would love if I were uh, trying to corrupt the Chinese government to have the equivalent of Hunter Biden that we could be corrupting if Kim Jong Un had a son in North Korea who was as incompetent as Hunter Biden, and we could give him a few million dollars and know everything that was going on in the inner reaches of the uh, North Korean government, that would be money well spent by our Chinese, I mean, by our security apparatus. The Chinese know what they're doing. Ukraine knew what they were doing. The fact that we're still allowing this guy to have unfettered access to top American secrets through his dementia-addled dad while trying to put Donald Trump in prison for the rest of his life because of paper storage disputes is maybe the most uh, compelling sign of a two-tier justice system that has ever existed in the history of American justice. Yes, and yet I have been perhaps a little salty and a little cynical all along, but I've said they're not going to, Hunter's not going to, I mean, and I think it was surprising for people because it was so blatant the the cover up sweetheart deal thing that Hunter got, but that's why when I look at this at this uh, cocaine situation, there's this is too much of a liability for the powers that be to let this get taken to its fruition, taken to the end point here of who is responsible for this. So they will, the system will cover it up, and this is the same reason. Like people that want to understand. What's really what was really going on with the Epstein thing? Like, how is it that that guy was able to get it? Well, once you see that his whole game was compromising in the most, you know, dead to rights, it's all over for you kind of way, incredibly powerful, wealthy people, then he was able to manipulate aspects of. And we still don't have the full answers on that one. But once you see the weak points in the system and the manipulation that is possible, none of this stuff really becomes as surprising anymore. And I just think that that's maybe that. The only way we find out who the cocaine belongs to. Was there a cocaine bear movie as an aside? Yes. Didn't they make a cocaine bear movie recently? Uh, I mean, obviously no bears in the White House. But um, I never saw that movie. I wonder if it was worth watching. The only way we find out is if it's someone who is so low level that they will feed that person to the wolves uh, publicly. And, you know, that's the only way. But I, I even then, I don't, I don't see it happening. I think they're going to say we could never know. We'll never know who the real cocaine baggy person was. 
if that's true, and it could be, that's where the media needs to grill Corrine Jean-Pierre and just say, okay, pretend this was anthrax instead. We shut down the White House. For people out there who say, oh, it's just cocaine. Why should we care about that much? Well, they shut down the White House because they were concerned it was anthrax and a terror attack. They're telling us that they wouldn't be able to figure out who brought anthrax into the White House if they're telling us they can't find cocaine. Second part on this, Buck, you may be right about low-level staffer, and this is where the Democrats play the game well. They'll have some low-level staffer say, oh, my God, I brought cocaine. I've had an addiction issue with cocaine. I'm going to go to rehab. And then you know what will happen, Buck? That low-level staffer will come out and get a $250,000-a-year job somewhere in the Democrat Party sinecures where they're taken care of going forward. Right? That's what would end up happening. Uh, because there won't be any prosecution. There won't be any significant crime brought. Somebody will say, hey, hey, you know, for the good of the party, will you fall on the sword, 25-year-old? And the 25-year-old will say yes, say that he or she has an addiction issue. Uh, they will uh, then get, go to, yeah. you know, rehab, You're whatever not. it is, and then get a $250,000 job and be snorting coke off uh, off, off strippers, uh, Hunter, Hunter Biden style, uh, within a few months. You remember this. You're going to hold this in your back pocket, Jack. The old yeah. Potomac two-step. That's how they play the game, man. You know, sometimes you got to, with the Democrat machine, yeah, maybe you fall on your sword, but they'll patch you up and they'll give you some gig at MSNBC afterwards, or you'll get some sinecure, some post somewhere where you're overpaid, you're doing a BS job, and no one cares. That's how, that's how they do it. This is very effective, I would know. It's a very powerful tool they have. But I would bet it's Hunter, because ultimately, Buck, I think this was a... Uh, I could see Hunter coming in on his phone. This is my... If I were constructing how this happens, Hunter, who has no respect for White House security, because he believes he's above all law, is on the phone with somebody on his cell phone as he's coming in, and he recognizes that he's looking for something in his pocket, and he's probably... Uh, under the influence of a substance, because I don't buy the fact that Hunter Biden is suddenly clean and doesn't use any drugs at all anymore. Um, and he reaches into his pocket to look for something, pulls stuff out, puts it on a shelf, doesn't pay attention to what he's taken out of his uh, pocket because he's on a phone call, not paying attention, no one's speaking to him, just keeps walking right through. And then, you know, 45 minutes, an hour later, somebody suddenly says, oh my so, God, there's a baggie of white powder here. If it's Hunter. Yeah. Does that does he get does he get bagged so to speak? This is where Buck they are sitting around right now. Ordinarily, I think there it's Hunter. He has an addiction. They would come out with that. I think it would probably kill his plea agreement because technically, under his plea agreement, he has to submit to two years of drug testing. So, and if he tests positive, he goes to jail. So if they come out with someone else, I actually think the most likely thing is it's a random twenty-five-year-old who is low level and says, oh, it was me, I brought cocaine into the White House. Ah, man, this is because if it were Hunter taking the fall for it and that deals, that strikes that down his the plea, plea agreement his plea out, deal, I think, Buck, if, if he, that if were to happen, with coke. then people would start to think that this was actually, want to get really crazy here? It's a Friday, everybody. A Democrat deep state plot to finally push Biden aside by having Hunter finally be, oh my gosh, he's, He's Clay's excited. He's sticking the oh, landing. I on this love. One. I love. This is this is CIA Buck. This is what if it wasn't Hunter and they actually just planted cocaine in the White House because 
they knew that everybody would just presume it's Hunter. Now that would now who would be the the that would be the DNC going next level. Uh, I don't. I think it's probably just Hunter with the cocaine because we know Hunter has cocaine all the time. But that would be unbelievable because none of us would believe that it was anybody other than than Hunter. I think you're never you going to find be out who CIA it is. CIA director. That's a hell of a plot. I think you're never going to find out who it is, but we'll see. Make it and make a great chapter for the novel. We got to start writing some spy thrillers. That would. That's an amazing. I, I love that. I love that idea. I agree. It's quite a situation. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of loving ideas, I also love the idea of saving you guys a lot of money. Uh, and you can save up to $900 a year right now if you get hooked up with Pure Talk. You know, my own 15-year-old, it's about to be 16, my own 15-year-old's away at camp right now. He has a Pure Talk phone. We stay in touch with him, grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, brothers, with his Pure Talk phone. We rely on it for him to be able to let us know how his camp is going during the course of this summer. It's an incredible offer right now. 20 bucks a month, unlimited talk, text, now 50% more 5G data, plus a mobile hotspot, great value, 20 bucks a month. It's why we love the company, Pure Talk. They also happen to be veteran-owned, only hire the best customer service team based right here in the good old USA. Most families saving $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, to make the switch to Pure Talk. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, make the switch to Pure Talk today. Helping you separate truth from fiction every single weekday. The Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show. What does it take to run a small business? Heart, smarts, and the nerve to risk it all in the face of adversity. Listen to The Unshakables, the new podcast now available from Chase for Business and iHeart. It features real stories from real small business owners who take you through the turmoil, triumphs, and quick turns that help their businesses break through. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Copyright 2024. J.P. Morgan Chase and Company. Basketball's favorite month is here, and you can now get almost anything you need for the watch party delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a deep bench delivered, but you can get a deep dish pizza delivered along with wings to share. A layup? No can do. But a lager? Yes can do. Buzzer beater? No. But Brussels sprouts? Uber Eats can get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Check out all the best game day deals in our app and order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. 
That's 25% off at lifelock.com slash news. Identity theft protection starts here. Give us a call, 800-282-2882 here on Clay and Buck. And we have people weighing in from all over the country, including shot out of the out of the dark here from within the Travis family. Clay, do you want to share? My mom, this is legit, my actual mom, appreciate her listening. She just texted me, it's Kamala's cocaine. How else can you explain her behavior? <laughs> like, that would be next level CIA if the Democrats were so terrified of Kamala that they were trying to get Kamala knocked out by blaming the well, cocaine say, on her. Here's how you would know that that's through the fixes in. If all of a sudden the next day Gavin Newsom appears, does a press conference, he's like, we all know the ravages of addiction, so I wish Kamala the best while perhaps we look to... Other possibilities here to be <laughs> leading the Democrat Party. You know, you could just see it, right? You could see it. And Kamala's like, it wasn't me. I had nothing. And it's true. But the Democrat deep state has decided to try to push her aside. But I don't think she was at the White House that day. The, I just, every time you mention Gavin Newsom, I can't help but laugh. Like, I, I, I despise almost everything Gavin Newsom stands for. Did find him to be quite likable in the Sean Hannity interview. I feel like he and I are going to get a picture drinking a glass of wine yep. at some point together, and I'm just going to text you out. Of, <laughs> you're going to melt the internet, and Mark Cuban yeah. is going to be. I you're we everything even, I, I thought made, you were. You know, I got to make fun of Cuban here before the show's over today, uh, and uh, and trust me on this. What you guys have got to have a beer guy. summit or something. You and Cuban, he's he, he he's you could settle this one. I just I I don't understand the point of being a billionaire and being afraid of what people think of your opinions. I am nowhere near a billionaire. I have zero compunction or fear of saying exactly what I think every day. I can't imagine being so rich that you're worried about what people think about what you say. What's the point of being rich? As they said on Billions, if you have FU money and you don't occasionally say FU, what are you doing with your life? Uh, small businesses have been benefiting from the results of a big team working in innovation refunds. They've helped thousands of small businesses with their ERC tax refunds. ERC is the employee retention credit. If you own a business with five or more employees, you could have money waiting to be claimed. Innovation refunds, they will get you hooked up. IRS is looking at this ERC program. You know, they paid out over $90 billion in ERC tax credits. 1.3 million U.S. jobs were sustained. You can find out if your business qualifies by going to Innovation Refunds. You can also call this number, 1-843-REFUNDS. That's 1-843-REFUNDS. No cost up front. Go to InnovationRefunds.com. That's InnovationRefunds.com. Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. We are joined now by Heather McDonald. She is fabulous when it comes to sharing data that make other people uncomfortable. And I think it's important because facts matter. And you can't solve problems without being willing to acknowledge what the facts show. And Heather, we appreciate you being on the program before to discuss all of this. And you have looked at the facts once more. And Buck and I have discussed this in some degree, but we haven't gone into the, the detail. But... Uh, a lot of discussion about the affirmative action case from the Supreme Court, which ended the use of race in college and university admissions, at least in theory, because of discrimination against Asian people. 
And they're actually really interesting and fascinating studies that have been done into affirmative action, Heather. And you can lay out these studies and what the data actually reflects that show that when you are admitted to a school that academically you would not be admitted to but for your race, the results are actually worse than if you went to a school where your academic profile more accurately matched the school to which you were admitted. Explain. That's absolutely right. You, uh, we would have more black students graduating in STEM fields without racial preferences because they would go to schools where they go on the same conditions as every other student. They're admitted to schools for which they are academically qualified rather than being catapulted into schools for which they are not academically qualified. So there was a very good study done at Duke University that found that, contrary to what one might expect, more black male freshmen enrolled at Duke intending to major in STEM, but by the end of the senior year, there were very few black male STEM majors. Why? because the black students had been admitted with over a standard deviation below those of their what in in uh SAT scores compared to white and Asians and they struggled in their STEM classes it was pitched at a level for which they were not prepared and so they all ended up switching out of those STEM majors and going into black studies and whatnot uh and we know that in law schools which is the best uh, set of data we have on objective test score measures. At the end of the first year of law school, black students who are almost universally admitted to law schools with racial preferences, 52% of all black law students nationwide end up in the bottom 10th of their law school class after their first year. And, uh, about two-thirds end up at the bottom 25% of their schools. Had they been admitted to schools for which they were qualified, they would have succeeded. And let's take this out of the difficult issue of race, and let's look at sex. And let's imagine that MIT admitted me because it needed more sex parity or gender parity, which, of course, they do, and which is a complete irrelevancy. Sex is not relevant to whether you are turning out good engineers or not. But let's say they admitted me with 650 on my math SAT on an 800-point scale. And all of my colleagues who had been admitted because they were actually qualified for MIT, unlike me who was not qualified, I would be among students with 800s on their math SATs. What would happen in my freshman calculus class? I would struggle. I would not be able to keep up. I may decide that MIT was not for me, and what would happen is I would be surrounded by this hornet swarm of diversity consultants that would come and say to me, well, you're the victim of rape culture. You're in a misogynist culture. That's why you're not succeeding. That's why you feel uncomfortable here. That's what happens to black students. They yes, I mean, the calculus is sexist, obviously. That's the, that's the real challenge that you're setting up there. If we were to <laughs> extrapolate this all the way, we're speaking to uh, Heather McDonald, author of The War on Cops, and she's got an article out, Affirmative Action Was Hurting Black Students. It's in The Spectator. Uh, Heather, what do we know about the the way this has played out with something that, you know, you want a good lawyer, right? I mean, you know, just talk to Hunter Biden. Like, you want to have a good lawyer, but you really want to have a good doctor. <laughs> um, you really want to have the best possible heart surgeon, 
What do we know about the way the MCATs, which is the standardized test for medical school, have been changed or or not not changed the test, but you know they've changed the standards based on affirmative action in the past? Well, black students are being admitted to medical schools with with MCAT scores and GPAs from college that would be automatically disqualifying if presented by whites or Asians. And as predicted by this mismatch theory, they end up at the bottom of their class. And so what we're now doing is changing the standards for licensing doctors. After the second year of medical school, students take, medical students take something called step one of the U.S. medical licensing exam. That used to be a graded test and it would be used by, uh, hospital residencies to select their residents. Because black students scored so poorly on the, uh, step one exam, Again, predictably, because they've all been catapulted into schools for which they are not competitively qualified, the uh, licensing board decided to get rid of scores on step one and just go to a pass-fail basis so that residencies selecting their residents would not know uh, how students rank. And the pressure is now on, of course, to change step one, step two, and pressure is on. We are already getting rid of uh, the traditional standards for medical society, honor societies, uh, moving away from academic achievement into community involvement, which basically means you're agitating for more racial preferences in medical schools or, or more racial hiring in, in medical faculty as a student. You know, Heather, I know you're up on this, too. In the recent affirmative action decision that came down, um, Justice uh, Justice Jackson had this had this line about how I think it was a, a black baby is uh, has double the survival rate if that baby has a black doctor delivering it versus a white doctor. Do you know the, the passage I'm talking about? Yes, and it was completely misread. The study itself was wrong, and and she misread the study. It's preposterous. This is a this is a topic that is really taboo to study. But I was recently told about a health economist at Harvard who figured out a way to come up with some randomized control sample to see how people with heart attacks that were driving on the roads did uh, in in hospitals and managed to correlate it to race of doctors and the results were so damning that the guy didn't publish the paper because he knew that if he did uh... his career would be over and uh... so it just goes to show you know either we really do not believe that there's such a thing as academic merit and that it's actually possible that there's some people that actually know calculus and I don't. There's some people who actually understand physics and I don't. If we don't believe that, then yes, let's get rid of all testing. Let's just admit students based on a lottery. You know, if the schools really believe this, they're, they're complete hypocrites. They, they, they take absolutely contradictory positions that on the one hand, oh, well, we don't really want to pay too much attention to scores. On the other hand, uh, they continue to do so, but if they really didn't believe that, that scores matter, they should just admit students by lottery. Uh, but, of course, it does matter. We all experience there's people who are better at academic tasks than others, and those are the ones that we, we should be selecting, as you say, for our doctors, for our pilots. And right now, everywhere we look, race is trumping merit, and we have decided as a society that we would rather have diversity than meritocracy because at present you can't have both. The academic skills gap is so great 
that any time an institution proudly proclaims we are pursuing diversity, here's how you uncode that statement. It means we have jettisoned meritocracy. Uh, I think this is also important, Julie. I wanted to circle back to the first bit of information you were sharing, that Duke study. Uh, sorry, Heather. Julie's coming up next. Uh, Heather, that first study that you uh, that you shared with us, what you're saying, I think this is so important and I want to hammer it home, is if you are a black kid who's admitted, let's say, to Duke, and you go in thinking, hey, I did pretty well, I want to be a doctor, and you go in, or a scientist, and you go into that first-year biology class, and you get a D, because you are going head-to-head with the most supremely talented kids who all want to be doctors, right? There's a huge percentage of kids that go into Duke thinking, I want to be a doctor. And then you get the cold, hard slap of reality in physics, or you get it in high-level biology, and you end up dropping back, and you're a major in some soft social sciences, because... It's harder to get exposed. I think this is true, and I was a history major. I think it's harder to get exposed in history or English, which is why a lot of you out there ended up history or English majors like me, than you would if you went into a hard science or a hard math. But if that kid had not gone to Duke, let's say instead, and I'm not trying to take a shot here, but let's say that kid who goes to Duke instead goes to NC State, he might end up a doctor because the quality of, of of the class in math and science, the difficulty of it, is better matched with his or her academic. I, I think that's so key. You're actually penalizing the kid, and he's not achieving what he otherwise would have by going to a school that's so far above his academic ability. It's an absolutely cruel and heartless and self-involved policy on the part of these academic administrators that are determined to look out on their faces, you know, their, their suitably diverse faces. It's putting black students at a disadvantage. It is subjecting them to psychological stress. And the real key here is that this whole discourse is so nauseatingly elitist. The heads of Harvard and Yale and UC Berkeley all say, well, where will we get the future leaders of tomorrow if, if we can't have racial affirmative action that, that, that catapults black students into art schools who are not prepared? The idea is, is that if they do go to North Carolina State University or UC Riverside or UC Santa Cruz or Irvine, that that's just the end of the world. They can't possibly compete. They can't possibly become leaders. That's just a lie. And the mystery in this whole debate is why these colleges that are not the name brand Ivy Leagues haven't stood up for themselves and said, um, excuse me, if students go to my school, they will be just as prepared to go to medical school or law school. They will be just as prepared to be leaders in their community. We offer a completely sound and excellent education but we're all supposed to believe that if if it's the end of the world for black students to go to a school for which they are academically matched with thousands and thousands of other white and asian and hispanic students why should any student suffer that disability why don't we shut down north carolina state university bates college you know you name it uh... north carolina any of them all the whole California State University system, shut them all down because it's the end of the world for somebody who goes there and so that everybody can go to Harvard and Yale. Excellent point. Heather McDonald, everybody, check out her piece in The Spectator on how affirmative action was hurting black students. Heather, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks so much, Clay and Buck.
Look, this could this could go down as the worst government power grab in history. According to brilliant economist and author Dr. Nomi Prinz, our financial system could soon spiral into chaos. She's speaking about a dangerous new program put forward by the Biden administration. This isn't about banning gas-powered cars, but about a total ban on cash itself. She sees the launch of a new technology called FedNow. It's an attack on our cash, according to Dr. Prinz, and also an attack on your privacy. may well affect your ability to spend your money when and how you see fit. Soon, something as simple as buying a cup of coffee may cause an alarm at the IRS. Huge changes are coming this summer, starting as early as this month, July. You should get the facts, and you should do so at a specially built website with a lot of information. The website address is disappearingdollar.com. Again, that's disappearingdollar.com. Go there now. Paid for by Rogue Economics. Get to know the guys outside the issues. Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck, a new podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. What does it take to run a small business? Heart, smarts, and the nerve to risk it all in the face of adversity. Listen to The Unshakables, the new podcast now available from Chase for Business and iHeart. It features real stories from real small business owners who take you through the turmoil, triumphs, and quick turns that help their businesses break through. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase Mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Copyright 2024. J.P. Morgan Chase and Company. Basketball's favorite month is here, and you can now get almost anything you need for the watch party delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a deep bench delivered, but you can get a deep dish pizza delivered along with wings to share. A layup? No can do. But a lager? Yes can do. Buzzer beater? No. But Brussels sprouts? Uber Eats can get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Check out all the best game day deals in our app and order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Hi, I'm Dalvet Quince. One way to help manage type 2 diabetes is to regularly exercise. My exercise program can help get you into a routine that works for you. Keep in mind, managing blood sugar also takes the right diet. Hi, I'm celebrity chef Franklin Becker. Ever since I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, I've adapted my cooking style without sacrificing flavor. If you want to learn more tips about diet and exercise, visit MyType2Transformation.com. That was fantastic, Heather McDonald. I love how she just brings facts because we're all entitled to our opinions. My mom used to say all the time, uh, Buck, uh, you know, opinions are like butts. Everybody's got one. Um, and uh, I think even in today's, you know, post uh, biological reality, I think that's still true. But facts matter. And facts have to be the essence of any argument. And what she said is so compelling, and no one will address it. And that is that actually being mismatched, which does make sense if you just think about it intuitively and take away race. If you uh, are trying to do, and I think it's math and science, which is a perfect example of it, because you can't BS it. Listen to Kamala Harris talk. Kamala Harris could graduate with a degree in philosophy or a degree in psychology or a degree in history or a degree in English, the soft majors in college. And a lot of you... That's where your skill set is. That's where my skill set was. But if I had rolled into high-level you know, math and science courses, my lack of knowledge would get exposed there. And 
that makes total sense to me that these kids who get into Duke that have no business being there end up with far worse outcomes. And I'm not trying to take a shot at NC State because we're number one in Raleigh and we love everybody listening in Raleigh. But it's not the same academic heavyweight that Duke is. They could succeed there. Well, well the point is also not about giving people um, opportunity, really. And this is what she's getting at uh, fundamentally. The point is to hand out Harvard and Yale and Duke degrees like a spoil system. Mm-hmm. And that the point is not you're, you're black, you're Latino, you're Native American, you're white, whatever. You know, did you earn your point? Your did you get a great education at Duke? It's you have a Duke degree now. You're going to get great jobs because remember the affirmative action pipeline doesn't stop in college. So you get the Duke degree. You know what comes next? The affirmative action hiring at Goldman Sachs. You yeah. get the affirmative action hiring at Goldman Sachs. You know what comes next? The affirmative action promotion to you know VP or managing director. And then if you don't make it beyond that, you know what comes next? I don't know. Maybe a lawsuit about racial discrimination. You get your ten million dollar payout. That is the spoil system that everybody who knows how it functions understands. And that is what they're trying to maintain. This is not about the best education possible for minorities. This is not, you know, that are applying to these schools. This is not about, you know, making sure that people are as well equipped as possible to be uh, leaders of the future. She pointed out this is I want a fancy degree. I didn't earn it. I think society's unfair. So society has to give some people who didn't earn it through skill a degree based on social justice. That's all this is. It's credential handouts. Also, Buck, it leads to a lower quality of doctor because well, that's why I brought kid, up the doctor. thing. It, well, but your I think, heart I think surgeon so- matters. I think it's so important because that kid who went to Duke probably does have a higher academic credentialing than the kid who went to a lower-level school, but the kid who goes to the lower-level school may fit better there, and so he ends up with a better outcome, but it's not the better outcome for society. We want the smartest doctors imaginable, right? That's what we all want. And they keep chasing this down and trying to, to the point Heather was making, trying to... Um, get rid of you know the corners of meritocracy that are left. You know even within medicine, specialization and and residency and there's all these other you know how good are you at this right? Yep. And this is why you say okay, uh, do you want somebody who's going to be a brain surgeon to be the best possible, or do you want somebody who? is an inspirational story to others and to, like, you know, corporations that'll... Pr- I think you just want the best brain surgeon. I'm about to hop on an airplane, Buck. You know what I care about? The person landing the plane. I don't give a damn about anything else. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the, on the front, front lines, lines of, of truth. truth. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He was called Mal Evans. He was on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane. And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.